Today is Corpus Christi. The solemnity of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And I think, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm, I'm not feeling well and I'm impatient. If that's so, I'm sorry. Uh, but I think we should just cut to the chase and say, what does the Bible say about the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ? Because here's the deal. Um, this is Jesus. If the Eucharist that I consecrate by the power of the Holy Spirit in a few minutes is not Jesus. If what is right now on that table back there, bread, does not become God in a few minutes by the power of the Holy Spirit, the consecration, then we would be committing idolatry, which is the worst sin in the world. But the fact of the matter is that at Mass, bread and wine becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. No more bread, no more wine, but simply God. The way we say that um, in very helpful uh, but kind of foreign language is that the substance of the bread and the wine changes while the accidents remain. What does that mean? Well, what is a substance? A substance is what a thing is. What are accidents? Accidents are things um, that are not intrinsic to what a thing is. So, for example, um, a substance would be a human person. That's me. I'm a human person. An accident is something like, um, like height, Right? So I am a human person, even though I am only five feet, five inches tall. And if you happen to be six feet tall, I may be jealous of you, but that doesn't mean that you're any more of a human person than I am. Does that make sense? Very good. Okay. So on the table back there in the gold saborium and in the um, glass cruet is bread and is wine. That's what it is. It looks like bread, tastes like bread, feels like bread. Um, and then that's going to come up here, and we're going to pray the prayers of the Mass, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, the substance of the bread and the substance of the wine, what it is, is going to change into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. Whereas the accidents, the external things, like the taste and the smell and so forth, are going to remain as if it were still bread and wine. That's what happens. The substance changes, the accidents remain, that we might see with the sign of faith. Okay, now that we know what's about to happen, tell me, tell me then, Father, where is that in the Bible? And we could go to a lot of places in the Bible, but I'm going to go to the clearest and to the easiest place in the Bible where Jesus talks about what's going on and what is the Eucharist. I got my Bible. It's in Greek. If you're a Bible scholar, don't fuss at me if I mess up. Uh, a little bit on the translation. But here's the deal. Jesus, we just heard it in the gospel. We heard it from Luke's version, but he does that in all four gospels. He multiplies the bread and the fish. All the 5,000 people get fed. It's a big deal. They want to carry him off and make him king, and it's a big, wonderful thing. And then um, in the gospel of John, John tells us, or what Luke doesn't, that then they went to the other side of the sea. They sat down, and all the people came up to him, and they said, and he said, and they said, give us more bread because we hunger. And he said, no, I'm not, here to fill, I'm not here to fill your bellies. I want to give you eternal life. 
So that's what's going on. These people that just got all this food, they said, they came, found Jesus the next day. They said, hey, give us more bread because we're hungry. And Jesus said, no, I'm not giving you more bread because you're hungry. Like, I want to give you something more important than that. I want to give you eternal life. So we'll start at John 6, verse 48. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate, ate manna in the desert and they died. So, Jesus is making a parallel between the bread from heaven that was given to the Israelites when they came out of Egypt, you know, the whole Red Sea thing, Red Sea parts pass, Pharaoh drowns in the sea, big deal, like God does all sorts of awesome things. And then as they wandered in the desert, God fed them and God gave them the food that would sustain them on their journey towards the promised land. And Jesus is saying, look, I did give you food and I am the new Moses, but I want to give you more than that. Because those people, your, your fathers, your ancestors back then, they died. And I want you to live. And here's the key to this whole passage, to, to, all that, to what I'm trying to explain to you this morning. The key is in the Gospel of John, the word for how they ate. So in Greek, you may have heard this before. Um, there are two words, at least two words. Um, two words I can think of for eating. Uh, one means just to eat, and it's, you don't have to remember the Greek words, but I'm going to tell you two of them because it's helpful. Um, the first one, the one that means just to eat is estheo, just to eat. Um, and then there's another word in Greek, um, which also means to eat, but it means more like maybe to chew or to eat like an animal would eat. So for example, uh, in the morning when I feed Leo the cat outside by the rectory because he's meowing and looking cute and all right, whatever. Um, when the, Leo the cat eats very differently than I eat. Uh, for example, he doesn't use his paws to bring his food to his mouth. He just kind of eats it. Um, I, I use a fart, usually. Um, okay, so, so there's these two words for eat. There's one that's like just to eat, and there's one more like to chew or to gnaw, kind of like an animal would eat. So, your fathers ate estheo, manna in the desert, and they died. So just regular eating. Let's keep going. Though, uh, this is the bread which came down from heaven that you might eat of it, same word, just regular eat, and not die. So Jesus saying, hey, I'm giving you my flesh for the life of the world so that you might not die. And, and you're just, you're, you're, you're supposed to eat it. Um, if you eat, the one who eats of this bread will live into eternity. A lot of the translations say we'll live forever. I don't really like that. Um, but we'll live into eternity. Like those of us who receive of the Eucharist will live, will be able to enter into the eternity of God. Okay. And here's, here's a very important line. And the bread which I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. So here's the first thing. Jesus is not being ambiguous. He says, hey, the bread, bread coming up here, bread is going to be right here. Hey, it ain't bread. It's my flesh for the life of the world. And so the Jews, the Judeans murmured among themselves saying, how, how can this one uh, give to us his flesh to eat? We're still using the regular word for eat here, uh, that estheo. Um, 
And he said to the Jews, to the Judeans, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Jesus says, hey, you got to eat my flesh. That's what, the bread is my flesh, and if you eat it, you're going to live forever. And the Jews, perhaps, I don't know exactly their motivations, but perhaps they're saying, well, Jesus, you must be speaking symbolically. Jesus, you must be just giving a parable, because Jesus does that from time to time. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Is Jesus saying that he's literally a, a plant that grows out the ground? Well, of course not. It's an image. Um, but there are other times, Jesus uses another image. He says, the sower goes out to sow the seed. And I, I think that's actually quite um, helpful for us, because when Jesus gives the parable of the sower, the sower goes out to sow seed, and he sows the seed on all this different soil, and some of it grows because it's in good soil, and some of it's choked up and all that. You know what happens after that? The disciples, they ask him, they say, Jesus, what does this mean? That's a great question. And so he explains to them what it means. So I think, I think what's going on right here, I, I don't know, I'm really optimistic, maybe I'm wrong, but I think that the Judeans here, they're just like, well, what does this mean? Like, clearly, clearly Jesus will explain the parable to us. And he does. He says, not only must you eat my flesh, but amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. So he adds something. Not only do you have to eat his flesh, but you also have to drink his blood. And then he goes further. He says, the one who eats trogo, he changes the word. He gives a more emphatic word. Y'all, Jesus, it's kind of like this. Y'all want me to explain this, this image to you? You want me to explain this to you? Well, I, I'm explaining to you now that in this case, I'm speaking literally. Because not only am I saying that you've got that the that the bread is actually my flesh, but I'm also saying that you've got to drink my blood. And just in case that wasn't clear enough to you, I'm even changing the word to say this is not a spiritual kind of eating. This is a very fleshy, carnal kind of eating. You actually have to eat my flesh. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has has eternal life. And I will raise him on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. The one who eats, again, trogo, the one who eats in this very fleshy, we might be able to say incarnational way, um, the one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. And we talked about this a long time ago. You, you might not remember it because it was just like one homily a long time ago. But the key to being a disciple of Jesus Christ is to believe in him and to remain in him. To remain in his love. To remain in his grace. To remain in his presence. To stay connected to the life of God. And that's what happens when we receive the Eucharist. So long as we're not in a state of mortal sin. Remember, it is not good to receive the Eucharist in mortal sin. 
St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 that he who eats or drinks of the flesh and blood of the bread and the wine of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ in an unworthy manner eats and drinks condemnation on himself. So we go to confession if, God forbid, we have fallen into mortal sin. And then we come and receive the bread of life, the chalice of eternal salvation, that we might remain in him and truly be his disciples. And then, of course, you know what disciples do. Disciples, having been fed by the word of God, having been fed by the Holy Eucharist, disciples go out and preach the mission. And that's the next verse. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live through the Father, so the one who eats, trogo, me, he also has life through me. This is where we get our life. It's from our blessed Lord, especially in the Eucharist. This, this right here, his flesh, is the bread that comes, that is coming down from heaven. And here is, in my opinion, the most important verse, because Jesus started out saying, eat normally, just regular eat, estheo, and then for the past one, two, three, four, five, six or seven verses, he's been saying, eat trogo, like this very fleshy kind of eating, and now he contrasts the two in one sentence. He says, just as your fathers ate and died, just as your fathers ate, like the manna in the desert, just like they ate estheo, just like they ate and died, so the one who eats trogo, this bread, the bread of life, his flesh, will live into eternity. It is not terribly clear in English translation, but when we read the Bible and the original, it don't get much, cle- it don't get much clearer than that, y'all. Jesus is clear. He says, if you want to live forever, he says, if you want to be my disciple, he says, if you want to live in communion with me, that you've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood, which comes under the appearance of bread and wine. As we begin to see here, as we see in the Last Supper, as we see in uh, 1 Corinthians, which you read, And it is here that we have life. So I beg you, come and receive the bread of life. Say the same thing I said last week. If, God forbid, you find yourself in mortal sin, go to confession so that you can come and receive the bread of life. And if you find yourself in mortal sin today, like right now at Mass, and you obviously can't go to confession, don't receive communion. Stay where you are. Or come get a blessing if you need to do that. Don't eat and drink condemnation on yourself. That's not good. But come and receive the mercy of God. And then come that we might together receive the life of God. Amen.